This is New England Public Radio's Jazz Beat. I'm Tom Reaney with a podcast edition of my jazz blog, which you can find at nepr.net. This edition of Jazz Beat is about the blues man T-Bone Walker. I found impeccable footage of T-Bone Walker on YouTube a few weeks ago and have been on the search for more ever since. What drew me in was T-Bone's performance of Don't Throw Your Love On Me So Strong. It was filmed in 1962 for a West German TV special, Jazz Heard and Seen, where T-Bone was accompanied by pianist Memphis Slim, bassist Willie Dixon, and drummer Jump Jackson. They were all part of that year's American Folk Blues Festival tour in Europe. The 1962 package also included Helen Humes, John Lee Hooker, Shaky Jake, and Sonny Terry and Brownie McGee. In describing the tour's impact, Don Snowden, co-author of Willie Dixon's autobiography, I Am the Blues, says the blues legends arrived just in time for a generational shift that brought an entire new audience to the blues. Europe and England quickly became a more hospitable home for blues artists than America. Helen Oakley Dance's 1987 biography of Walker, Stormy Monday, The T-Bone Walker's Story, draws primarily on extensive interviews she conducted with the guitarist before his death in 1975. Of his first tour of Europe, the Linden, Texas native said, Going abroad was an education for me. I dig the way those people live. They consider you an artist and treat you that way. That's why a lot of the fellows stay over there. For the first time, us guys could hold our heads high. Maybe there's no place like home, but in the U.S., when you feel less than a man, something is really wrong. Hey, baby, don't throw your love on me so strong. You know your love is like a faucet You can turn it off or on T-Bone's 1965 tour of Europe included shows and a television appearance in London. His highly animated performance for the BBC of Hey Baby Harken back a few decades to a time when he was both the leading innovator of electric blues guitar and a showman renowned for pulling out all the stops, doing splits, playing guitar behind his back, and dazzling audiences with driving instrumentals and devastating slow blues. Recalling his European tours, however, he noted that audiences were impatient with anything but pure music. We couldn't believe the kind of audiences we had, people there to listen. You've got to be a showman back here. Over there, first time I did the splits, fans booed. That was hard to credit, but it was all right with me. They came to hear the music. 
Here's T-Bone singing Hey Baby, accompanied by a well-rehearsed orchestra that boasts an organist and saxophone soloist. Walker was back in Europe the following year with jazz at the Philharmonic, the name given to the all-star groups that the famed jazz impresario Norman Grants began presenting in the mid-40s. This hard-driving arrangement of going to Chicago features T-Bone with a band that includes Dizzy Gillespie, Clark Terry, James Moody, Zoot Sims, Teddy Wilson, Bob Cranshaw, and Louis Belson. T-Bone was a longtime favorite and the go-to bluesman for Grants, who featured the guitarist on some of the jazz-oriented jam sessions he presented in Los Angeles in the 40s. This performance was broadcast by the BBC from Royal Festival Hall in London in November T-Bone Walker's roots in blues and swing ran deep and wide. As a youth in Dallas, he functioned as a lead boy for the legendary Blind Lemon Jefferson, who was a family friend of his parents and of his stepfather, Marco Washington, who played guitar with the Dallas String Band. In 1929, the 19-year-old Aaron Tebow Walker recorded as Oak Cliff T-Bone for Columbia Records in a duet with pianist Douglas Furnell. Note that from the outset, T-Bone displayed the precise enunciation that added to his appeal and influence as an urbane bluesman. You baby, 
the less you care for me. Tell me, baby, what more can your daddy do? T-Bone moved to Los Angeles in 1935. He quickly established himself on the city's thriving Central Avenue scene and earned a spot with bandleader Les Height, whose orchestra famously backed Louis Armstrong and Fats Waller during their residencies in L.A. at Sebastian's New Cotton Club, the most prestigious of the city's black nightclubs. As the most prominent African-American bandleader in Southern California in the 30s and 40s, Les Height's band drew to its ranks Lionel Hampton, Lawrence Brown, and Dizzy Gillespie. T-Bone was featured as a vocalist with Height at a time when Frank Paisley held the guitar chair in the band. On this classic side with T-Bone, it's Paisley who plays the tasty steel guitar. T-Bone's combo was occasionally billed with the Nat King Cole Trio at L.A. Supper Clubs, and he sometimes spelled the trio's guitarist Oscar Moore, who was a notorious no-show for gigs. As a blues man inspired by Charlie Christian's pioneering single-string style, T-Bone had a fondness for jazz and throughout his career shared the bandstand with many jazz greats. As he told Helen Dance, I was in on some of Norman Grant's earliest jam sessions and in 1943 was featured alongside Billie Holiday, Nat Cole, Woody Herman, and a lot of other names. Notwithstanding his earlier association with jazz musicians, when T-Bone joined Grant's Jazz at the Philharmonic Tour in 1966, he said there was a little outcry in London because people were saying they didn't want R&B. But Norman paid it no mind. And Grants himself recalled, as far as the musicians were concerned, T-Bone was a perfect fit. In this excerpt from a BBC broadcast, Clark Terry deploys the mouthpiece of his trumpet to produce a harmonica-like wah-wah sound. At the concert, Norman Grants introduced T-Bone with a defense of the blues as what he called the root of all jazz. You don't know what you want to do 
Just where could you be going, baby? After all I've done for you. YouTube search also yielded rare, wobbly footage of T-Bone in 1971, at the outset of a period in which he worked with a backup group led by the guitarist and singer Paul Pina. Then a local legend, Pina was a Cape Verdean who grew up in Hyannis on Cape Cod and lived in Worcester for several years in the 60s and early 70s. I wrote about him a few years ago in a blog about Bonnie Raitt. Pina appeared on her first album, recorded a classic of his own for Capitol Records in 1972, and he composed Jet Airliner, which became a mega hit for Steve Miller. One wonders if Miller met Pina through T-Bone. Miller's father was a doctor who treated Walker, and beginning at age 11, young Steve Miller became the beneficiary of guitar lessons and a career path from T-Bone himself. Forty years after this performance of Walker's classic, Call It Stormy Monday, was filmed at the Jazz Workshop in Boston, Paul Pina was the subject of the documentary Genghis Blues about his odyssey into the culture of Tuvan throat singing. At the Jazz Workshop, he was seated behind T-Bone playing tasty fills and sporting a billowy afro. Midway through the performance, Pina assumes the lead while T-Bone goes to the piano. Pina was that good, said a friend of T-Bone's in Stormy Monday, where Helen Dance writes, the only member of the group who struck T-Bone as outstanding was the blind guitarist, Paul Pina, who was the kind of challenge needed to inspire T-Bone. Walker himself said, if I don't have a guy like that alongside, I might as well give up. When Pina moved to the West Coast to pursue his own solo career, I was lost. I saw a lot of great music at the Jazz Workshop between 1971 and its closing in 75. Jazz greats Charles Mingus, Yusef Latif, Bill Evans, Dizzy Gillespie, Roland Kirk, Gary Burton, and Chick Corea, as well as Muddy Waters. And I was always impressed by the intimate space and feeling of connection it engendered between performer and patron. But for all the amazing sights and sounds that took place at Fred Taylor's low-ceilinged, one-flight-down complex on Boylston Street in Boston, which housed both the Jazz Workshop and Paul's Mall, I think this is the only footage or tape I've ever heard from either venue. They call it Stormy Monday Tuesday's just as bad Call it Stormy Monday, mama Tuesday's just as bad Wednesday's worse Oh, this is also sad, yeah. I saw T-Bone Walker only once. It was in 1972 when he spent a week at Joe's Place in Cambridge and was still working with Paul Pina. At the time, I knew of him mostly as a legendary pioneer of amplified guitar and a major influence on B.B. King but I was unfamiliar with the brilliant material he had recorded in the 40s and 50s and not sure if it was then readily available. What little I'd heard of him on record came from an American Folk Blues Fest sampler on Decca that I happened upon in the back room of a barbershop. The album, 
like his fairly lackluster set at Joe's place, was little match for the gripping, tightly arranged blues of the players I was accustomed to seeing back then. B.B., Albert, and Freddie King, Muddy Waters, the Butterfield Blues Band, Charlie Musselwhite, and James Cotton. Of course, I'd love to be able to see the same show by T-Bone today, certain that I'd appreciate it from a more mature and patient perspective. But the closest I'll come to that is the Jazz Workshop footage, as well as his recorded legacy, the colossal trove of blues he recorded for Black and White and Imperial in the 40s and 50s, and his Atlantic Records album, T-Bone Blues. T-Bone Blues was compiled from 1955 and 56 sessions that he made in Chicago and Los Angeles. The former featured Chicago bluesmen Junior Wells and Jimmy Rogers, and included T-Bone's original Why Not?, a little-known tune that proved to be the prototype for Walkin' By Myself, the blues classic that was recorded the following year by Jimmy Rogers. Why not? Why not, darling? I don't understand. Why not let me be your regular man? Why not? Why not, baby? You know you turned me wrong. Why not let me love you all night long? I love you, baby. You know that too. Give you all my what more can I do? Why not? Why not, darling? Why not? I don't know. Why not let me be your daddy? Since his death in 1975, T-Bone Walker has remained one of the most revered and respected figures among bluesmen, and few players who pick up a guitar fail to acknowledge T-Bone as the primary source of electric blues guitar style in modern blues. But few have exceeded B.B. King in the continual acknowledgement that he paid to T-Bone. In his autobiography, Blues All Around Me, B.B. said, When I heard Aaron T-Bone Walker, I flat out lost my mind, thought Jesus himself had returned to earth playing electric guitar. T-Bone's blues filled my insides with joy and good feeling. I became his disciple and remain so today. My greatest debt is to T-Bone. He showed me the way. His sound cut me like a sword. Musically, he was everything I wanted to be, a modern blues man whose blues were as blue as the bluest country blues, with attitude as slick as those big cities I yearned to see. After singling out T-Bone for the quality of his singing, his songwriting, his stage presence, and his attire, B.B. concludes his narrative with a humbling self-assessment of his singular stature among bluesmen. As my markets kept expanding, I might have gotten cocky or prideful. I didn't, and for good reason. I knew I was there, carrying the blues message around the globe, only as a result of timing and happenstance. T-Bone Walker should have been the worldwide symbol of the blues. T-Bone was the sure enough guru. I was just his disciple, but T-Bone was born too soon. No wonder, then, that the King of the Blues took such pleasure and played so hard on September 16, 1967, his 42nd birthday, 
when he welcomed T-Bone as his special guest for this performance at the Monterey Jazz Festival. Thank you so much. Today is my birthday, and this is one of the greatest gifts I think that I could ever have. Being able to work here with you and to have this wonderful gentleman back here, Mr. T-Bone Walker, come out and do this number with me. How about it? film clips referred to here, look for my blog on T-Bone Walker on the Jazz on the Mode page at NEPR.net. There you'll also find additional podcasts produced by New England Public Radio. Thanks to Katie Wright for production assistance. For Jazz Beats, I'm Tom Reaney. (laughs) ¶¶